My name is Don Stott. I am a father who experienced estrangement from one of my adult children firsthand. Welcome to Beyond the Pain, a place where parents of estranged adult children can find peace and healing. In each episode, I hope to share stories that'll help you through some of your darkest hours. To bring this out of the shadows and stop being ashamed. Then to build you up and inspire you to love yourselves even more. I want to start by reminding you that I am not a therapist or a doctor. I'm just a guy who's been there and wants to help you have a life past our estranged children. If you need mental help coping with this or have thoughts of hurting yourself or someone else, please seek professional help. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi guys, on today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with Helen. Um, she is an estranged mom as well, and uh, wanting to get her take and see see maybe what some of the things she's been able to. Um, uh, how, how she's been able to cope with this. So let's bring Helen in. Yeah, so, well, I appreciate you uh, joining us today. I really feel like, as I've said before, that it's it's good to have plenty of other opinions and other takes on things because you never know what you say might resonate with this one person and they have that light bulb moment. So... So I do, I do appreciate you being here. Um, okay, so um, I just had my 70th birthday, so <laughs> I guess my that's goodness. been top of mind for me over the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, I was in, um, I, I retired actually forced retirement um, about four years ago. Um, I, used, I worked in high tech sales and I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was, it really shaped and formed my life. I was able to travel and see the world and and um, while I was raising my son as a single mom. Um, recently, as, as a part of retirement, my boyfriend and I just bought a home in, in Florida. So we kind of do, we're kind of doing the snowbird thing. Awesome. Uh, five or six months up in the Boston area and five or six months down in the Fort Myers area. So, you know, we're learning how to uh, not do snow anymore. I'm really <laughs> I don't blame you there. How was um, how was life at home growing up with your son? Um, so we he was actually born in California, mm, and okay. I was uh, and and at the time I was married and we had been married five years, um, but within a couple of six weeks of my becoming pregnant, um, he was he told me he was having an affair. Oh. So. So um, I went ahead and had the baby anyway, and then I moved from California back to Boston so that I could be, you know, with my family. Right. And um, being a single mom, it was scary. I mean, this was, you know, 37, 38, actually 30, he just turned 38, so 38 years ago. Yeah. Um, but I worked for a great company. I was working for, and they oh, moved awesome. me back and let me 
do the same job I was doing in sales. Um, and he, you know, he never really, we, we didn't have the traditional family from the beginning. Right. So, and so he was fine. I mean, he was an active little kid and, you know, over time realized he was, he certainly was ADHD, um, which we, you know, we addressed. Once yeah. We that My son as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it was overdiagnosed during those years, but, you know, he couldn't concentrate and, and all of the, you know, he had the symptoms for sure. Right. Um, and we shared, then his father, he, his father did move back. So we did share custody, legal custody, but physical custody. My ex had him every other weekend and that was pretty much it. You know, yeah. he um, didn't do great in school. He was just kind of average, although he's incredibly high IQ. But yeah. that's partly, I think, the ADHD. Kind of, um, so it, it was fine. And, you know, getting him through high school and we, uh, we worked really hard getting him into college. Yeah. Um, and he did go to college in Florida and he did, he did pretty well. He kind of flourished there. And then, um, he wanted to stay to get his master's and I told him, Nope. I said, <laughs> um, I promised you an undergrad. That's what you get. You know, if right. you want to stay master's it's totally up to you, but yeah, you're on your <laughs> own at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he came home and, um, he had decided, and I don't really know what put him on this track, but. He said he really wanted to do what I did to go into yeah. high tech. And um, he had a pretty wide net uh, of acquaintances and uh, colleagues and professionals in the business because I've been in business for, you know, 30 something years. Right. So we set him up and he got a great job with one of the best IT companies in the world and he's done extremely well, you know, yeah. um, bought a home when he was 26, you know, with his father's and my help. Um, and at the same, that same year, he met a girl who ultimately 10 years later became his wife. Right. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened in, in those 10 years that if I knew then what I knew now, I could have seen it maybe. Right. The kind of the seeds of a story being planted, but I had no idea what I was dealing with. Um, how has it been trying to, um, or have you been able to try to reconcile since it's, since this happened? Um, so as I said, there were, there were seeds of estrangement, um, all along. I think she, like a lot of other, you know, women, I guess w was kind of, um, pulling him into her family, Yeah. you know, to the point where it, it didn't seem like, and they, they ended up one day when they finally even moved in together. Um, they spent much more time with her family than they did with me. Yeah. And I tried, you know, to make it easy for them and, and, um, was available whenever they were available. <clears throat> and, uh, once I got married, they got married in June of 18 and, um, they became pregnant in September. And then in December at Christmas, all hell broke loose. Mm -hmm. And I guess what they gave me, <clears throat> well, the, 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 the root of it is they saw it, or maybe they, in retrospect, it was probably just an excuse rather than a reason, is right. that they claimed that I had told my entire family that she was pregnant, and I did not. That was their news to share, and I did not, but they right. accused me of that. 
and that was um, around Thanksgiving. And then at Christmas, I, I was delivered a, I guess what you'd call it in today's estrangement vernacular is a, a grievance letter. Oh. Which I didn't know what that was, but right. you know, all the things that I had done wrong, all the things I have said that are wrong, and um, you know, controlling, manipulative. I mean, you can go on and on in terms of the adjectives. Sure. Um, and I was, I was, t totally taken by surprise. I had no idea that, that I knew there were issues, and I knew there were an underlying um, sense of. Um, discomfort, maybe, yeah. when we were together, but I just didn't understand the gravity of the situation. Yeah, you don't know if that's the normal new girlfriend in-law thing, yeah. or mm -hmm. or if it's something more. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I took a while, and I sent them a letter, and of course, I did everything you know wrong in terms of how I answered them. Now, again, retrospect. Um, and um, it got made things worse. So, yeah. What was really interesting, Don, is um, you know, sometimes the planet align, and I just fell into something that, it, again, I don't know how I would have survived without this, but it was the first time that I decided to rent a home in Florida for a month. Mm. So I did it in March of the, of the you know, three months after Christmas. It's a good time to come. <laughs> yeah. um, and while I was there. Um, a friend of mine in my neighborhood, I live in an over 55, who's been estranged from her son for like 20 years. Yeah. She sent me a note about this conference that happened to be in Naples. I was renting in Naples. Right. And um, it was called the AGA. I'm sure you've heard of it. The Alienated Grandparent Association. Oh, no, I have not actually. That's interesting. Uh, and and um, it was a two-day conference. Yeah. And even though I wasn't a grandparent at the time, I was going to be one. Right. So I decided that I would go. So I drove 10 miles and I walked in a room of about 125 people. Wow. All around the United States. Oh, wow. And Canada. And they had a series of speakers. I could only go one day because I had actually had um, relatives coming to spend the weekend. So I went to the first day. But people like, in, I don't know if you know, heard of Amy Baker, um, Joshua Coleman. Joshua Coleman, definitely. I think I've heard of Amy Baker. I'm on Joshua Coleman's Facebook group too. So, Yeah, yeah and so am I. But yeah. these are the people, they were probably that day, there were probably 10 different speakers talking about, yeah. like, um, you know, what are the state states doing around alienated grandparents? And cause wow. most, in most states, there aren't any laws mm -hmm. that help grandparents. Nope. Um, so I met Joshua. Um, and then I reached out to him yeah. and kind of getting back to your question, you know, what did I try to do? So I, I did have, I did engage with a local therapist, um, reached out to Joshua and I spent some time with him alone and then they, he spent some time with them, you know, again, all, this is all conference calls, right. this is in California. Um, and then he put us together in a joint conference call. And it couldn't have gone any worse. Wow. Um, because they were on primarily to just approve their points and provide a justification as to what I needed to do to fix myself. Right. <clears throat> and Joshua, you know, he, he's one of the experts on 
a worldwide basis. On he seems like it, yeah. You know, not parental alienation, estrangement around parents right. and adult children. So, you know, that was a lot of money spent. I continued to go to counseling. I went with him, Chris, a couple of times, and the baby was born, and um, I couldn't go. I couldn't see him. And to this day, he now has two children. Um, so the first little boy is three. Yeah. I've seen him only once in person at a family party. They wouldn't let me near him. And then um, only on Instagram. Oh, goodness. And then yeah. they had another child, little another little boy in March of this year. And they didn't even tell me. I mean, I heard through the grapevine that they were having. Of course. So, and they only live 12 miles away. Oof. Um, and so, you know, I've tried to follow some advice about um, trying to reconcile and, and keep it in front of them. But after about two and a half, almost three years, I, I kind of gave up. I yeah. didn't give up on myself. Well, that's important. Um, but I kind of gave up on why should I continue to reach out when I get no response. Yeah. So when I say I can, you know, one of the reasons I, we bought a place in Florida was because I felt better not being around here. Makes a lot of sense. And it has helped. Yeah. Know, just to kind of get out of the environment that I raised him in. And I know he's, we probably shop at the same BJ's. You're, you're likely to run into him seeing as you're that close at some point. I mean, someday. So someday. having the uh, good escape is uh i'm sure a good thing well it's really interesting that you ran you just happened to run into that conference um in somewhat what are the odds i mean god was you know, i don't know some divine energy was for sure was taking care of me uh, i i truly believe that for sure i will yeah. look that up because <laughs> many more people i'm sure could use um you know that that group so so thank you well it's it's, it's actually um she she has a group but yeah. she also wrote a book oh awesome and it's available yeah it's called uh guess what <laughs> it's the the book is called i thought i was the only one oh wow and it's 400 pages of almost every situation or every question Wow. You know, an alienated or estranged parent would think of. And she's got chapter and verse on all of it. Wow. Um, you know, what do you do at the holidays? What do you do at Christmas? What do you do on Mother's Day and Father's Day? Um, right. Should you write your children out of your will, trust? That's all a big question that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the big question that a lot of parents deal with. And it's a very personal thing. It is. To make that decision. And it's got to be right for you. What was the lady's name that did the book? Do you know offhand? Well, she goes by an alias. Okay. She was alienated from her son for eight years. Mm. So she calls herself Amanda. And okay. that's all. That's all. Okay. <laughs> and that's how, even when she she runs um, a monthly conference call, Yeah. Uh, she had a lady named uh, Jet Golly. I think her name was Dr. Golly on last week. Yeah. She was pretty interesting. Um, but she doesn't, and she's, and she now uh, is 
reconciled with her son, but she okay. still runs this this group yeah. for all the people. Um, and the, you know, I spoke to another um, lady a, a month or so ago. Her name is Amy, and she runs an organization called Peace. And it's a similar oh, I, thing I would, with this when I post it. So. And I'll send you, I'll send you the links. Awesome. That so would, make it, I would to appreciate make it easier that. For you. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I want to make sure I have the right one, you know? So mm-hmm. had you heard of such a thing before this happened to you, as far as estrangement goes? So I think I've heard about estrangement within families. Well, I know I have because yeah. I have quite a bit, generationally in my own family mm-hmm. um my mom my aunt constantly would fight yeah. and wouldn't talk to each other for years um same thing happened with a cousin you know and all of this was over deaths of people and money and oh, boy. real estate and you know all that crazy stuff yeah but i had never really heard of the the pervasiveness of children adult children consciously making decisions yeah. That they would uh, exclude the parents from their li- lives. Right. It, it just, and it, you know, I, I. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today. And view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I did talk to somebody once about, so, you know, we have lots like Dr. Coleman has a Facebook website and Mm -hmm. there's a Christian one and there's a whole bunch of them. Sure. So I asked somebody, well, what are these, what are they, where do these children go that are looking for support to do what they do? Mm -hmm. And people said to me, well, there's something called Reddit. Well, evidently part of it, it does have a group just for how to how to estrange your parents and how to deal with the guilt you're going to feel when you estrange your parents i was advised don't even go there yeah because it's not going to help you and i so i didn't um the facebook uh groups have really helped the other thing that i did again when you've asked the question how have i been able to survive because the first two years was horrible as you can imagine yeah and just like, I'm never going to be able to live and he's my only child and blah, blah, blah. But I reached, I'm a very out, you know, I guess sales does it to you, but, um, right. you know, outgoing person. And so I really wanted to connect up with people locally that were estranged. Yeah. And I did. So I met probably one, one lady that I met again through Facebook. We actually grew up in the same town. Oh, wow. Right outside, right outside of Boston. So we met. Another lady I met was in New Hampshire. 
uh, when I moved to Florida, there's 5,000 people that live in that community, right. So I po posted in the newsletter um, that I wanted to put together a, um, a group for estranged parents. And I think what I, I found probably five or six or seven people, right. which wasn't bad. No. But a, but a lot of people don't want to admit it. They don't want to talk about it. Right. Because um, it's embarrassing. I mean, because the first thought is, okay, what did you do to what? your child? Yep. To, to make him want to do this to you. And it's not, in, it's, unless you've gone through it, you kind of understand where people are coming from when they ask right. that question. Um, but you got to go through it to understand. I was just being a parent. I was just being myself, right. doing the things that I, you know, just doing. You didn't what set I out to say, have them be upset or not like you or be no. miserable or anything. That's not where you set out to do. You just going through life. That's right. Yeah. Now you, you kind of touched on it earlier when you said that you were responding to the, the letter or whatever. Um, so do you feel like that there's any validity to any of the things? Is there anything that you, you need to needed to own and say, Hey, yes, I did do this kind of thing. Um, the answer is yes. Okay. Yes. Um, that there are things that I kind of did like a, that was so, so simple and so petty <laughs> that I couldn't, I, I just couldn't get my, my mind wrapped around it, but there were basic character issues that, um, I recognize in myself, right. Um, that I know why, oh, if I'm, if I'm uh, controlling, let's say, use the word, let, let's do look, look at the controlling word. Okay. Um, when you're a single mother and you're traveling, and we had a nanny, I had a nanny for him most of his life. So, because right. I, that was my job. Um, you know, when I had to leave, I had to make sure that I, you know, all the shopping was done and the medical records were done and, the, you know, the, his appointments were set and blah, 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 blah. You had to I mean, to run everything. a household. <laughs> That's exactly right. And yeah. even with the job I had, um, it, it, I was a team lead and I had to make decisions. Right. And I had to move, make decisions when nobody else would or could. Um, that's, that's who I am. Yeah. And um, now that I'm retired, do I think that that control issue is pretty much tamped down, I would say? Absolutely. Yeah. Because you can get up in the morning and say, I don't know what I'm going to do today. I had a list of things I was going to do. And if I don't do them today, I'll do them tomorrow. Do them tomorrow. After all, Scarlett, tomorrow's <laughs> another day. <laughs> That's right. So I get that. Yeah. So there were, there were certain, there were certain things, but there were some things that they brought up that were just, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. That I had the same. I, you know, like she, she said something. So basically, if, if if I could like net this out in terms of where did it come from, um, and there's a I remember when I went to that conference, the I don't think Amanda asked it. Somebody did. I think it was Joshua Coleman said, "How many in this audience um, are estranged because of a daughter-in-law?" Raise your hand, and it was probably seventy percent, maybe sixty, right. somewhere in between. 
And um, I mean, there are some there are son-in-laws too. Of that, course, that happens. So it's the as Coleman would talk about it as a cult of one. And she was very insecure, and but the more you know, each step of their relationship got stronger, she got stronger in terms of pushback to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when the baby, first baby was born, he sent me pictures. He said, I'm, I'm still trying to get you come, to come to see the baby, but I never was allowed. She just, it, it was basically, I mean, I'm not a fly in the wall. So I don't know if she said these words to him, right? but it's either me, it's either your family or your mom. Right. So it was like an either or thing. And I mean, what's he going to do? Right. If it's an either or. Would you have any advice that you would give somebody if you just, you know, you, you walked into, if you were a speaker at one of those, one of those things, Mm -hmm. things that you might say. Well, I guess it would. I would have different advice at different stages of an, of an estrangement. Sure. Um, one of the Facebook pages I'm on is, uh, you know, estranged parents of adult children dash all stages. Yeah, I saw that. <clears throat> right, and so at the beginning, I think you need to meet them where they are. I think you need to honestly listen to what their grievances are. Yeah. Not and and not to um, not to create conflict, but to to understand their point of view. Sure. Because as you said, you asked me earlier, um, was there anything in that grievance letter that they they were right about? And the answer is yes. Right. It's hard to admit it sometimes, but of course. But if you want to fix the problem. You got to at least understand their point of view, right? And I think you got to keep trying. You know, after I don't know, and the time frames are going to be different for everybody in terms of the sure. number, the pain that they're feeling, and how they're dealing with it. But if there's no communication or counseling didn't work, you no know, counseling is always helpful if they're willing to go. Sure. But they, but on the other hand, there aren't a lot of counselors that understand this phenomenon. Yeah. And. Quite frankly, and I think Coleman talks about this in one of his um, one of his webinars, are are the counselors part of the problem? Um, because in a lot of counselors, this is their client, the, the children, right? And they their their job is to make sure that the, this client is happy. And if the client seems like all they want to do is be happy without their parents, then I guess that's what they have to support. Right. So counseling doesn't always work. No, but but trying it and if they're willing to talk, that's awesome. But after a while, you know, I I did a year's worth of almost no contact. Um, he did call me once at the beginning of COVID to see if I was okay, oh, um, but that was nice. the last. Yeah, you know, that was the last time I talked to him. That was two yeah. years ago. Two, mm. no, almost well, close to three now. Right, um, and. No matter what I do, I mean, I'll occasionally, like when I found out they were having another baby, I do the grapevine. I sent them a congratulations note. Um, so uh, on occasion, and but but I guess the I only do it now because I know I can handle the pain that would be associated with no 
no reply or acknowledgement. I guess the last thing I would say is <clears throat> you were happy be before you became a parent, and you can be happy now too. And so the whole notion of, of self-care, oh, yeah. um, you know, is, is so important because and, and, and really depending on the people that love you. Yeah. You know, they, they might they might not love you. They might love you in circumstances such they can't show it, whatever the right. case may be. But just reach out, you know, be with those people that do love you and make make a new family if that's what it takes. Did you have like physical manifestations of the emotional pain that you were going through? I know I did. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I was tired all the time. I cried all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I did go to a, you know, see my primary care physician and, sure. you know, say, well, we'll get you on some antidepressants, you know, yeah. just to get you through the, the tough times. And, yeah. um, and um, so that's what I did. Um, Me too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not something that I knew I would be on the rest of my life. Right. And it's not, it was a, I know a lot of people don't want to think about taking antidepressants because it's maybe a stigma against it. But sure. because I think that the pain and the heartache you feel manifests itself physically as well as mentally and emotionally. Oh, it and does. there's a chemical, a chemical imbalance that happens in your body. And, and, yeah just getting that chemical balance back on track. So if your son was listening to you now, is there anything you would, you would say to him that you, I mean, obviously you've already told him some stuff or tried to, but is there anything you'd like <laughs> to say? <laughs> I know. Um, I guess that what I would say is that people change. And sometimes that change comes because they work on themselves. Yeah. And I could say, honestly, that I'm more introspective now. Um, I have more time to think about the things I say and how I say it because I'm retired, because I right. have more time, you know. Um, that some of the things that, that they uh, said were true. I mean, I would say that again because I'm – I had admitted it through several counseling sessions we had gone through. Right. Um, and I miss him and my grandchildren. Has anything in a positive nature come out of this whole experience for you? Ah, uh, let's see. I don't know, in a sense, there's some freedom not being tied down to family things all the time. Yeah. Um, my, actually, my, both my parents died the year that this happened, oh, within goodness. 10 weeks of each other. Yeah. So January, March, and then he, this all happened in December. Yeah. So I was the caretaker for my parents. Then, you know, once I got the estate settled, then this happened, so I don't really have any. I have attachments from my best friend and her children. I'm like they're another mother to them, right? And they have been for 40 years. So you know, to your point about the little girl that you're advising, yeah. Um, so I have more time uh, to explore, um, not only 
buying a f place in Florida and going back and forth, but also um, uh, traveling more. Like we went to Italy just before oh, nice. uh, the pandemic, and we just came back from Alaska, um, which was kind of crazy. Um, but maybe a little bit of freedom where before I was totally tied down. Sure. Not that I didn't want to do the things I was doing, but it was, sometimes it was overwhelming. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any, um, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share? I would, I would advise people to just know that it comes in waves, the feelings that you have. And it's because this is true grief. Yeah. And grief has those five stages that we kind of talk about all the time. Yeah. And it's a loss. And with loss comes grief. And just because you get beyond the pain or the anger and then you go to the next, you know, the ex radical acceptance, kind of right. what um, Coleman talks about, doesn't mean that you'll get up tomorrow and not be back in the grieving and pain and, right. and anger stage. So you've got to be patient with yourself. Yeah, and, that's very important. And, and ask the people around you to be patient. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know it's not easy, Helen, but I really appreciate you um, reaching out to me and being on, on the show. Um, I think, like I said, it's important for other people. And some in some ways, I'm sure it's cathartic for the person giving their giving their life story, so to speak, and, and, and things. So I, I hope that, um, I hope that some of the other people out there, and I'm quite sure, uh, someone will resonate with your story and, you know, the way you handled things and just some of the words you've used, cause it's just happened. Some of the, some of the strange, not strangest, but some of the, I guess, most unusual things maybe that, people attach to makes a difference uh, you know so it could just be one phrase or one word or you know one whatever that makes a difference for somebody out there so so i appreciate it i know it's not easy uh, but I do oh, thank you it. i appreciate you reaching back out to me and i hope that this helps i'm but sure it's it just one person all, all right, right. Thank, thank you for doing this for this community of people that really need some help and support. So. big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.